0: Uh, It's good to see you today and we are carrying, as Emma says, looking through Proverbs 30. But this week we are switching from looking at how the godly live and this intersection of how the ungodly live. And here we see that Agar, the writer of this section of Proverbs, doesn't mince his words. So let me, before we read the passage, let me just pray quickly first. Father God, we pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds to hear from you. I pray that you would soften our hearts to hear your voice. And I pray that you would speak through me now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So let's get straight into the passage now. Proverbs 30, starting at verse 11 down to 14. And Eger writes this, There are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. Those who are pure in their own eyes, yet are not cleansed of their filth. Those whose eyes are ever so haughty, whose glances are so disdainful. Those whose teeth are swords and whose jaws are set with knives, to devour the poor from the earth and the needy from among mankind. Well, I know what you are thinking. That's not the most encouraging start to the day, is it? What are we going to take away from these verses? And I have to admit, when I first read these verses, I did think that it seems very much talking about other people. The passage does indeed start with "There are those." There are those people who do all these terrible things, turn on their parents sharp with their words, who oppress the poor. Tim Keller writes that each of these verses can be seen as describing a different type of person. So there are some people who curse their parents, there are others who are sharp with their words, there are still others who are ruthless in their dealings with the poor. However, at another level, all these verses can be seen as speaking about facets of pride, which is here seen as corrupting and distorting all relationships. So pride is the root cause of all these different evils, whether that is hate and authority, the first authority in our lives being our parents, or whether it is being blind to our own flaws, as we see in verse 12. We see there that there are those who are pure in their own eyes, yet are not cleansed of their filth. This is a terrible indictment. This person thinks of themselves as doing okay, being a pretty good person, yet the reality is they are full of dirt and filth. Pretty strong stuff, I know. I don't know, when I first read this, I was thinking, how can I speak on this? How can I apply this to us here today? then speaking to a couple of friends yesterday, they pointed out, this reminded them of what Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount, when he said this, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. It's easy for us to think that these verses apply to people out there. They couldn't possibly apply to us. I know I thought that when I first read these verses. And yet how easy it is for us to be constantly critiquing, pointing out other people's flaws. I know I do this myself. All the while thinking that we're doing pretty well ourselves. Even if we don't say it out loud, we can still be thinking this. And not realise the filth within us. The plank in our own eye while we're busy examining the speck in someone else's. Now, this is not meant to condemn us, for there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, as we see in Romans 8. And yet the Holy Spirit does convict us. He does show us where we are falling short of the glory of God. And he gently points us back to Jesus. And I've been sensing that a bit this week. And we do not need to be afraid or scared of being examined by God, of allowing Jesus into the innermost depths of our hearts, the parts of our lives that we don't even tell our closest friends. And the reason why we don't need to be afraid of that is because Jesus has dealt with all our filth, all of our sin on the cross. We have been cleansed from it, unlike this person in the Proverbs. Jesus has defeated sin so that we can be free from it. Hallelujah. The more we understand that, the more it should lead us to ongoing repentance. And Tim Keller again has this to say on repentance. He says, the more you see your own flaws and sins, the more precious, electrifying and amazing God's grace appears to you. But on the other hand, the more aware you are of God's grace and acceptance in Christ, the more able you are to drop your denials and self-defences and admit the true dimensions of your sin. We can admit the true dimensions of our sin because we know that it has been dealt with on the cross. There is nothing that is beyond the reach of what Jesus has done for us. So as I close, um, I'm going to finish with quite what could be an uncomfortable question and it's where are the areas of our lives where we are not allowing God into which areas of our lives are we not allowing God into and yet as we allow God into those areas of our lives we invite his healing touch and I'm going to finish with reading this couple of verses um, from Psalm 139 one of my favorite Psalms and it says this search me God and know my heart Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And I'm just going to finish with a short prayer and then I'm going to hand over to Emma. And so Lord, that is our prayer. We pray that you would search us right now. We pray that you would search our hearts. Test us, Lord, and know our anxious thoughts. Lord, where you see an offensive way in us, show us where we have offended you. And we pray, Lord, that you would forgive us you would restore us by the blood of Jesus, and you would lead us once again in the way everlasting, keeping us in step with your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we prayed into Psalm 139. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. We gave a time of reflection as to where God can work in our lives. And then we prayed into the Connect Group Summer Party, which is tonight. And also for this weekend for Focus Sunday, which is the first weekend we're allowed to sing. And we are just reflecting on how we are part of a bigger picture.